What would our world be without leaders, innovators, and kingdom builders? Welcome to Under the Crown, where you get inside the twisted minds of our host, Trey Carmichael, and the kings and queens in his circle. Covering leadership, marketing, sales, recruiting, management, and so much more. Under the Crown is here to help you build your kingdom. Are you prepared for the siege? What's going on, guys? It's your man here, Trey Carmichael, coming at you with another episode of Under the Crown. Today, I've got my man, Ty Volcanis, in the building. How you doing today, Ty? Hey, Trey. I'm doing really good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Of course, man. So, in your wor- in your own words, what is it that you do and why do you do it? Um, gee, that's a lot. That's a loaded question. Um, I... Um, <laughs> I do a few things. Uh, as it relates to business, uh, we run a few businesses. Uh, primary business is real estate development. Um, and then coming off of the real estate development, we do uh, both acquisitions and um, resales, which I separate as it relates to the business. Uh, we also own um, a, a, a fitness and MMA gym in uh, San Diego, California. Uh, we also do a business brokering business where we also uh, do franchise models as well. And we help people become business owners, guide them through that process. Uh, and then I'm in the process of starting one other business, um, um, currently as well too. So we're, we're, uh, we're active. We're, we're doing a lot. Awesome, man. So what is the story of Ty? How did you become the man that gets to do all these incredible things? Wow. Okay. So, um, back in the day, <laughs> um, I actually, uh, joined the military after attending a year of school, uh, college and not really knowing where I wanted to go. So I joined the military with one intent, uh, one purpose, and that was to be a U.S. Navy SEAL. Uh, was able to get into the Navy and ultimately achieve that goal of, of becoming a U.S. Navy SEAL, a graduating honor man of class 195. Uh, and that didn't happen straight out of the gate. There was a process behind that and, uh, you know, maybe uh, more details for another time. But, um, uh, then, uh, after 11 years during that time of service, uh, I ended up, uh, having two kids. And deciding, uh, making the decision of whether do I stay in or get out. And at 11 years, um, I decided to get out and try something different. So I became a police officer for the city of Chula Vista, California. During which time I realized I probably would have never got out of the SEAL teams to become a police officer. The uh, job was great. I could have done it for 20, 30 years if I had to. But it didn't give me the time that I wanted with my family, which was the whole reason why I got out of the SEAL teams. And so I started looking for something else to do. Um, I ended up uh, starting my own business, uh, investing in real estate. And that's what got me into the real estate game and uh, just buying and selling houses um, after some renovations and uh, and then kind of got into the development side of things. So um that was kind of the, the the story to get me where I am, and 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 what launched me from there was we needed to diversify, 
got into the gym business and, and then also into, uh, I, the more I learned about business, the more I realized I didn't know. So becoming a, a business advisor and a franchise consultant allowed me to see literally hundreds of different business models, uh, the workings of those, reading FDDs, things like that. Uh, that gave me a leg up on a, um, a lot of business acumen. So that's the story of, of where I am now. So how many of the principles and things that you learned and experienced in the military and law enforcement did you carry into business? That's a great question because, um, you know, you, you, much like what they say in the SEAL teams, you fight like you train. So, uh, coming out of the SEAL teams, um, going into the cop job, I learned a lot about public relations, dealing with people, building rapport, uh, having more of a, of a verbal judo aspect versus, you know, just pulling the trigger and, and, and doing what we needed to do as far as hands on or, or whatever. So there's a lot more decision making in there. So, uh, you know, the, the skills, the discipline, the motivation, uh, all of that stuff, um, that I learned and developed while going through the military on into the cop job and the, the skills there really translated very well into business because as everybody knows, uh, to be successful in anything, you have to have discipline, consistency. Uh, you gotta be motivated to get up and do that same thing every day, day in, day out. Uh, so that's, um, I think I, I had, uh, been trained well to deal with those things. So what was it that drew you to the real estate business initially? Um, believe it or not, it was, it was my wife, my, my girlfriend at the time, uh, wife now, uh, who drugged me kicking and screaming to a real estate investment seminar that I honestly didn't know anything about. And, uh, and I was working as a cop and, uh, we had to make time out of my normal schedule to go to this, uh, real estate seminar. I remember it clearly. And, uh, and then she talked me into buying the course and, uh, you know, she was going to pay for it and then asked me for my credit card. So, um, she got me into it, uh, that way. And then the more that I learned, the more that it resonated with me and I fell in love with it. I absolutely love real estate. There's so many facets, so many things that can be accomplished. Uh, you know, and that's why I really love the, 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 uh, the land development, you know, being able to work with municipalities and, and find out what's needed in the communities. Um, we primarily focus on apartment buildings, um, at this time. So what kind of deals did you start with initially to kind of start putting the reps in? Um, single family homes. It was kind of the easiest. Uh, and, and, uh, because I, I didn't really have the knowledge of, of my dad was a general contractor. So I, I had some experience in that game, but I didn't know how to do the work. Um, so I, I, what I would do is I would get them under contract. I would negotiate a price with it. And then I would actually sell that paper to a contractor or investor and take a small assignment fee, um, just kind of flipping that paper over to them and let them do it. So I, I, I would get a couple small profit margins along the way, which was literally doubling my income working as a cop. So how did you work your way up from, you know, kind of just flipping the paper on these contracts to actually investing in your own deals? And, you know, now you're working on massive apartment complexes and stuff like that. 
Yeah, it's it's you know it's like any business that you might you know look at ways to scale. Um, you know, uh, leverage. Uh, you know, borrowing money to be able to get into it. Uh, having some equitable interest, being able to have some money to invest into that deal, learning what that looks like and, uh, you know, where the banks are, where the lenders are, uh, relationships with private money, um, and, and things like that. So you, you start to learn all the moving pieces to that and then scale it from there. So it's just processes and duplication basically. More or less, yeah. I mean, uh, getting in and, and learning uh, on a on a single family home, what renovations look like, and all the things that can sneak up behind you, is definitely uh, more forgiving than trying to go in and do you know a thirty unit apartment complex right out of the gate. Uh, but you know, it can it can be done. Um, you know, but usually you'll want somebody looking over your shoulder helping you out with that. So, uh, so. Initially, what are the what are some of the things that you look for in these deals that you advise advise a new a new real estate investor to kind of start looking for? Thinking with the end in mind. So if 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 you know uh, really what something would be valued at in an all fixed up condition, you know, let's just take a single family home for an example. Uh, make it real simple. Uh, if you know what homes are selling for and, uh, you, you know what it takes to get it to that point, uh, then you, you know, and all your fees between closing costs, real estate agent commissions, if you're paying those, uh, all of that stuff and backing out, being able to buy it at a price that makes sense to do that. Or if you're assigning the contract or double closing, uh, being able to manage a profit margin in there as well. So those, those deals, uh, it's all in the negotiation and understanding the numbers. Takes time. Yeah. So since your all of your different journeys in the real estate industry, you've actually diversified into purchasing some franchises and getting involved into some different businesses. What all kinds of industries do you have your hands in right now? Um, right now, the fitness industry, uh, as well as um, uh, uh, business acquisition. Um, um, so we're, we're also buying and holding, uh, built, uh, part, typically apartment buildings. We're, we're primarily focused on apartment buildings or commercial, um, and then, uh, uh, renovations. So, you know, real estate, we got a lot going on with the real estate, also in the fitness, also in the business acquisition and or sales of, of businesses. So what was it about the, about franchises that made you want to go into that, into that area? So the franchises are awesome because they can take somebody, uh, who really doesn't know how to develop the systems behind the business, but they can follow a plan. Um, and that's why veterans, uh, military guys actually make really, really good franchise owners. Um, because they can get a, a a plan, they can follow the systems, and they can be successful at that model. So as long as you can be disciplined and be consistent implementing the systems that uh, that this franchise model sets down in front of you, uh, then you're going to see a, a, a level of success there that would be um, pronounced. So what does it take to actually acquire a franchise? 
Um, well, much much like buying a house, uh, you do have to have a little bit of money. Uh, you do have to have, um, you know, good decent credit to be able to borrow uh, money if if need be. If you don't have the cash to come in, um, and um, and the uh, the discipline and 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 level of consistency to actually work that plan. I think that would summarize. So that would pretty much summarize it. Okay. Probably a passion, you know, some sort some sort of a level of desire to be successful, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, who are the best people that you found to put in the franchises? You know, it's it's really hard to kind of nail it down. I mean, there is no, you know, one size fits all, or or you know, there is no, you know, perfect identity. But uh, I have noticed that um, military people. Uh, because they've been trained to a certain level, they can follow uh, standard operating procedures. Um, th- those guys tend to do very well in franchises. But there's people out there that are sick and tired of being sick and tired and don't want to work in that nine-to-five job anymore. They've been able to um, do it. They want it bad enough, and they, you know, they have their own level of discipline and ability to follow. Uh, standard operating procedures to be able to get, jump into one of these things and be very successful. So a lot of people think that if they buy a franchise, they're ultimately just buying a job. How does that actually work? You know, um, that's that's where, you know, um, somebody like myself or, or, or one of our folks that actually guides them, that consults with them and advises them, to be able to look for certain things, because yes, there are some bad franchise models out there. They're 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 not horrible, but they they're not may not be the best suit for you, um, because they're limiting you on something that you really want to do or something, you know. Um, but there's also some really really good franchises out there that um, they're gonna have these certain systems in place. Because that's what they've learned over their time frame of running that business that's going to work best. So if you can ask the right questions and understand why they run that business the way that they do, then if it resonates with you and you're like, okay, that makes sense, then go with it. If for some reason it just does not set well with them, it's probably not, not the right opportunity for you. Uh, so we help people go through that process and ultimately buckle down and figure out, consult with them, advise with them to see if that is a good match uh, for them. And, you know, we'll look sometimes. I mean, I, I've been working with a couple, couple guys. They're super solid, but we, we've looked at 10 or 12 different business models that, um, you know, for one reason or another, just weren't a right fit. And I, I told them it probably wouldn't be a good idea. To, to move forward with it. But we'll keep looking. There's hundreds, there's thousands of franchise models out there. We, we have over 700 in our portfolio alone. I, I'm very, I, having gone through your, your portfolio a couple of times, I'm very well aware of how many are in there, but it is just kind of shocking every time you, every time you say that, because it's, 
people think that every single space is saturated, but there's 700 different franchises out there that are actively selling franchises, and that's across all kinds of different spaces. So there's nothing out there that you can't create something else in. Sure, yeah. So something that I want to go pretty deep on with you is how you actually carry the weight of your crown, stay dedicated, and keep everything going. I know that you... I know that you apply a lot of different biblical principles to your business and you get, but so how do you carry the weight of that crown? Yeah. Um, man, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. Um, um, you know, I, I think, I think prioritizing being very, very disciplined, being consistent, um, and, um, and having a great, team of people that you rely on in one way shape or form because you can't do anything by yourself anything great anything at a at a large scale by yourself you, you need a team you need people that are helping you in one capacity or another so that's my m- macro level right but getting down into it you know you mentioned the bible and and uh, biblical principles and yes i am a christian i do believe in the bible and Believe it or not, the Bible does have, uh, the, um, the, the systems on how to live a productive and successful life as a business owner. And so I try to follow that to the T. Obviously, I'm not perfect by any means of the imagination. And, um, and so, um, I put God first. And, you know, I, I love God with all my heart and all my soul. And I, Treat people as I would like to be treated and, and love thy neighbor, uh, as I love myself and, um, and, and put that kind of at the, at the pinnacle, the peak of, of, of what I do. And then everything starts to fall in place right behind that because, um, it, it allows you to prioritize and also gives you a roadmap on, on how to make choices throughout the business. I mean, you know, putting God first and, and, and reading God's word and, and applying that in your business, there's nothing in the Bible where where God's telling you to lie, cheat, or steal. You know? And so, you know, again, from a, from a macro level, not having all the time in the world to get into the nuts and bolts of what that might look like on a, you know, case-by-case basis, but, uh, but then, but then, applying that into business activity and treating other people and making decisions along the way, it all falls into place. And therefore being disciplined and prioritizing and making sure that those things are moving along and getting your team to follow being a good leader um, becomes much easier. And um, when you're leading from the front, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that it's an, it's an easy lead to follow. Yeah. So how do you balance all of this stuff that you have going on with the family life and being able to still spend the time with them that you so desire? Yeah, that's, um, you know, that, that has been challenging, uh, for me because I, I, I love what I do. I, I, I like, uh, you know, getting in, running the numbers, Figuring out, envisioning, you know, where something's going and, and designing that. And so many times my wife has been extremely patient with me and at the right times 
extremely verbal about, uh, you know, uh, reminding me that we, you know, still have a, a life outside of work. And so, so um, you know, again, having an awesome team is is vitally important. And my wife is a big part of, of my team and, and helping keeping me in line with, you know, having some time to relax my mind. And what I've always found is if I do make my wife a priority and, and my uh, family um, is that um, the problems that I'm so worried about end up getting resolved and my mind is clear and those things happen easier than I ever thought they would have because I'm always what ifing it to death, right? I'm all, you know, worried about certain things. So I've gotten good at being patient um, and trusting God. So what does your routine look like? I know that you're traveling around, you're checking out deals, you're seeing what's going to work, you're meeting with people, and you're also balancing the family, but you can't actually show up for any of those things at the highest level if you're not taking care of yourself. So what does that look like for you? Yeah, so, um, you know, part of, part of, Man, uh, you know, being being disciplined in 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 scheduling uh, is 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 important. Um, you know, making sure that you know you're scheduling time to pray if you're you know if you're if you're a believer. Uh, you know, scheduling time uh, to be able to do the business things kind of fall in place behind that. But you know, scheduling your workout, scheduling even meals when you need to eat because. If you don't eat properly uh, and you just make a fast run, fast food all the time kind of a thing, your health is going to pay a price. So, you know, much like working out, it's a matter of doing it consistently and repeatedly and and creating that schedule. And then uh, the benefit of that shows later on in life, Um, you know, High school reunions might be a good example of, of kind of the difference between somebody who spends time thinking about what they need to eat and and uh, and those that don't. Uh, as it relates to business, if if you um, if you prioritize what you need to get done and you schedule it out, sometimes my schedule goes out as far as six or even eight weeks, uh, where I know that I need to do certain things at certain times, and uh, I you know I, I got to stay focused on that. So, you know, there's there's no real there's no real secret. It's just it's just sticking in there, being tenacious and uh, being disciplined. It's commitment to that calendar. And a, a lot of people. I see a lot of people that I feel like they're just running around with like chickens with their heads cut off, to be honest, because they don't have everything in a schedule. They don't have an easy way to schedule it in and. Next thing you know, they're double booked, and that's one of the biggest things to get tight as an entrepreneur because it will just tear your health down at the end of the day. Yeah, and and distractions too. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of um, a lot of noise that takes place around you, uh, whether it be um, you know frivolous little emails that pop in and all that stuff. So also, you know, getting a little more focused in on. This because it's, you know, obviously it's something that uh, you feel is important um, and everything. But uh, but having certain times during the day where you even check your emails, you know, if, you, if you've got a smartphone and it's buzzing you every time an email comes in or every time a text message comes in, are you really 
you know, working efficiently, you know, sometimes silencing those things and scheduling um, when you look at your emails, uh, when you return phone calls is pretty important. Uh, sometimes that works really well. Sometimes not, you know, everybody's schedule ends up being different, but, um, you know, having, and that's why a lot of you know, really successful people have a team. Uh, they have a gatekeeper. They have somebody who's doing some of those things. So, you know, um, I, I think most people are using some form of, whether it be, um, whether it be technology or, uh, you know, a, um, um, virtual assistant, uh, or, you know, some level of, of gatekeeper, uh, that, that can also be a, a good, a good, uh, helper. Awesome, man. Is there anything that I should have asked you today that maybe I didn't? Oh, man, you know, I, I just want to be, you know, helpful if I can share some of my experience. Um, you know, I'm, I, what I realize is, uh, you know, um, every, everything moving forward, every day I, I learn something new. I, I realize I, I don't know everything. Uh, you know, every deal that we do, I realize there's just that much more that I don't know. So, you know, as, as I'm moving forward and I do have some experience and everything, I love giving back. I love being able to, uh, to talk with younger generation people, all that stuff that love to investigate, love to get into and figure out how are they going to provide for their family? How are they going to, you know, do what that is? Some of, some of them, you know, calculate that as how do I make a million bucks? Uh, if that's your motivation, find something a little bit more, uh, more prominent, it would be my, my advice there. But, um, but, uh, really trying to help people find their why, you know, all of that stuff that, that, that's, you know, that, that's, I just want to be helpful in that capacity. So, you know, I don't think there's anything that you could have dug any deeper that, that would find any, you know, newfound secrets that's not already out there. But, uh, you know, um, you know, I, I think that, um, there's one thing I would say as it relates to some of the things that we talked about today is uh, is that if you don't think that the Bible has awesome business advice in running your business, then I would say you don't know your Bible. So I would actually challenge people to actually dig in and spend time reading the Bible. And if anybody wanted to understand how they might go about doing that to help them in their business, Reach out anytime. I'd be glad to spend that time to, to, to help you learn that. Awesome, man. What's the best people, what's the best way for people to do that and get in touch with you? Uh, although it's probably not updated, uh, as much as I'd like it to be, uh, LinkedIn is a great way to connect and, and to stay there. Cause, uh, they have that messaging capability. Um, you know, and then, and, uh, once you touch base with me there, usually, um, uh, once I make sure you're not trying to, um, you know, sell me, uh, uh, waterfront property in Arizona, then, then, uh, then I'll give you my phone number. We can have a conversation. <laughs> then they get you your phone and they're going to start selling you the foot pictures, but that's another story. Right. <laughs> that's it for this episode of under the crown. I hope you pick something up that makes your crown just a little bit lighter. If you did, I hope you'll take a second to leave us a review and let us know what it was. At Hephaestus Global, we are working hard to bring entrepreneurs and creators like yourself valuable resources and content that can help you get to the next level. If you feel that you have a story or expertise worth amplifying, make sure you head over to HephaestusGlobal.com to learn more about how you can amplify your message.
message. You can also learn more about how we can become your megaphone and board of advisors to amplify your message to the right audiences while crafting a positive narrative around you and your brand. 